Welcome to our look together, week three, day three, at the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 13 today. And as we read this chapter together, the people of Israel are free. They've gotten out of Egypt. They've gotten out of that land where they have been kept in slavery for hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years. They are free. Their declaration of independence was written with 10 plagues and signed with the blood of the Passover lamb. Um, but that's far from the end of the story of Exodus. Now they have to determine how they're going to live in freedom, what they're going to do with their freedom. How do you live a life of freedom, of deliverance? Living your freedom is just as important as attaining it. The American Declaration of Independence would have been meaningless without a constitution. How do you live out that freedom? There's a well-known malady among prisoners that's called the institutionalized prisoner, the person who can't make it outside of the prison and so commits crimes again and again to get back in where they feel more comfortable. I don't want to ever get comfortable with a place of slavery. So how do you live with freedom? The Israelites, Moses and the Israelites, for the next several chapters of Exodus, are going to be learning some important lessons about the life of freedom. These experiences that they have teach you and I about God's presence in our lives, what he wants to do in our lives, we're going to see some very practical lessons through some things that God does for them. The pillars that we're going to see of fire and of cloud that go before them show us about God's leadership, teach us about God's leadership. The Red Sea teaches us about God's miraculous intervention. The desert, when they reach the desert, shows us about God's miraculous supply. As we watch these people of Israel struggle with life and freedom, I want to encourage you right now to decide to let their example help you to grow in this life of freedom. Not just being free, but it was for freedom that Christ set us free. He set you free, so now how do you live in freedom? And the first lesson that we get about that is through the pillars of fire and cloud. And this is a lesson about the Lord's leadership. The Lord does more than just set you free. He leads you in the life of freedom. The pillars show how vital his leadership is in living this life of freedom. And they help you and I to understand some ways of his leading that if you don't understand how he leads, it might seem confusing at first. For instance, there's this pillar of fire, this pillar of cloud that went before them and led them in the direction they should go. In Exodus 13, 17, and 18, he leads them in what seems to be a very strange direction. Does God ever do that in your life? Leads you in what seems to be a very strange direction? Listen to what happens in verses 17 and 18. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country. That was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. This is amazing as you read through it. God did not take the shortest route to the promised land. Why? It's very clear. He says, because the Philistine army stood in the way and the Israelites were not physically or spiritually prepared to face such an obstacle. They would have turned back from their freedom. Why? Because he has this great experience of growth prepared for Israel in another direction, in the direction of the Red Sea. Do you ever feel like God is taking you the long way around to the promised land? Why is it taking so long, Lord? Why did you lead me in this direction, God? I could see from point A to point B. Why didn't you do that in my life? may be doing it for one of these two reasons we just looked at. He may be taking you what seems to you to be the long way around to keep you from an experience which would make you run back to Egypt, run back to that addiction, run back to that fear, run back to that place of slavery. 
And you think I would never do that. But God knows me. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knew that if the people of Israel immediately had to face a battle with an army, they would run back. So he didn't lead them that direction. And knowing your life, knowing my life, there are places in your life you can look back to and say, why did God lead me that way? Why did that take so long? Why didn't God allow me to do that? And you could blame this person or that person, and they may have been involved, their choice. But the truth is, God is greater than any person's choice. So maybe, just maybe, God was protecting you. Protecting you from something that would have taken you the wrong direction in life. Kept you from living out the freedom that you can live out in Christ. It may have been that, or it may be a second thing that we see here. He may be doing this to give you an experience that will build your faith to new heights. He led them around towards the Red Sea because he wanted to do something at the Red Sea in their lives. This lesson of God's leadership in the people of Israel is that in your walk of faith, a straight line is not always the best way or even the quickest way to truly grow in faith, to get where God wants you to be. So God led them toward the Red Sea instead of what seemed to be the quickest way. There's a second lesson in verse 21 about God's leadership. Very clear lesson. This pillar and the cloud, it went ahead of them. Listen to this simple verse. By the day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day or night. Now, what I want you to notice about this verse is that simple phrase, went ahead of them. Ahead of them. There's a tremendous lesson there about God's leadership. The cloud went ahead of them. He wasn't pushing them with a wind. He was leading them with a cloud. He wasn't hurting them with a hot poker. He was leading them with a fire. This is a reminder that following God's leadership is a matter of human choice. God leads, but I must choose to follow that leadership. God shows us the next steps to take, and then he allows you, he allows me to choose whether we're going to take them. Now, he keeps leading. He's right there with the fire and the cloud all the time in your life. Here's where I want you to go but I've got to choose to take the next state, step in my life. Now, now look at this. The cloud moved as they moved. The fire moved as they moved. His continual leadership is based on our continual following. Do you want to know where God wants you to go next? Go where he's leading you now. We often think, God, would you show me the, like the fourth step out? And then maybe I'll follow you in the next step. And God says, I'm not showing you the next step until you follow me in this step. It's just one step at a time. That's how he leads in our lives. It was ahead of them. That's how he led. The Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd leads out ahead of the sheep. He doesn't drive the sheep. He leads ahead of the sheep. The pillar and the cloud went ahead of them. That's a lesson about God's leadership. And then there's a third lesson about God's leadership in this chapter. The pillars were not taken away. We just read they were there by day or by night, but then listen to verse 22. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. It was always there. God's leadership, here's the lesson. God's leadership never stops. The pillars never disappear. You always have God's word in your life. You always have God's people in your life. You always have God's leadership in your life. Now, when it comes to God's leadership, you may run ahead of God's leadership. You may turn your back on God's leadership, and so you wonder where his leadership has gone. Maybe you just need to turn around. You ran ahead of it. Maybe you just need to lift your head up, turn your back on it. We may at times disagree with God's leadership. I'm sure Israel felt that way after they ran into the Red Sea. Why did you lead us this way? 
We may, at times, simply try to ignore God's leadership. It could have been that there were those in Israel that looked at this pillar of fire and cloud and thought, what a strange natural phenomenon. Let's study, let's study the science of this and try to figure it out for ourselves. It's one way to ignore God's leadership is to overthink it. But the truth of the matter is, whatever I do with God's leadership, whether I run ahead of it or I don't understand it or I ignore it, his leadership never, never stops in your life. It's always there leading you. And the big question as you see this chapter is, what's he leading you to do next? What's the next step? Let's take a moment to stop, pray, and just thank him for his leadership. Our Father, we thank you. We thank you that through your spirit, through your word, through your love, through your truth, through your people, you continually lead us. Lord, sometimes we don't quite understand, and so we have to take a moment to stop and to listen. But when we do, we see your leadership. Sometimes we want to get ahead of you, so it's very confusing to us because you're not leading us in the direction that we want to be led. So we have to stop and listen. So right now today, we stop and we listen to you. Lord, what do you want me to do next? Show me, lead me, and thank you for the promise of your leadership in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Tomorrow we're going to see that God leads them to the Red Sea. And he prepares them for a lesson on his miraculous intervention. 